Aaron Rodgers doesn't care that you have that opinion. All right, slow down. He's not going anywhere. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Not Your Average Tea Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tabaria, joined by Chris Shanafelt. Christian, how are you doing today? Man, it's been a, a long time since uh, I was blessing some some podcast airwaves, so it feels good. Appreciate you for having me on, man. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a regular thing again here, so you better, better be prepared <laughs> here. So I'm just giving you a little crap off air here because I was just recording a podcast, actually, and I stopped mid-sentence because I saw a tweet from you come through. <laughs> you sent me the 2020 tweet. Lamar Jackson is signing with the Jets. And I stopped in mid-sentence and was like, wait, what? <laughs> and the thing that gets me the most is I saw that tweet earlier and somebody else said, do not send this tweet to your Jets friends. And you said, fuck that. I'm sending him this. <laughs> so to be fair, I thought it was that. I didn't know it was a 2020 tweet. You actually just uh, alerted me that just now uh i just randomly seen it on my timeline someone randomly retweeted it and i got a good chuckle out of it and uh so i thought maybe lamar jackson the cornerback of course we're talking about here the corner cb defense um i thought maybe he was rejoining the jets you know a little homecoming a little reunion party going on but uh i guess uh, i think lamar jackson is actually still with the bears if i'm not mistaken so Okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, though, I was like, um, wait, what? Because I was just in the middle. Because it was actually perfect timing. Because I was talking about how Lamar Jackson is still with the Ravens. And we won't hear anything till Wednesday. And then I see this tweet come through. And I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, I just got got. That's okay, though. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still the leader in the clubhouse of the almost Jets, so we're going to roll with that. That's right. That's right. All right. So, Christian, I want to talk to you a little bit. We have some, some Chicago Bears news. I know you were pretty excited that happened uh, well, last dude. week. Was it last week? This weekend? Yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, the Chicago Bears traded the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers, and it stands for wide receiver DJ Moore. Number nine in this year's draft, a second round pick in this year's draft, a first round pick in 2024, and a second round pick in 2025. Now, Christian, talk to me. How do you feel about this trade? Who were the winners? Who were the losers? Was it a draw? What are your thoughts? Uh, so when the news broke, I was pretty ecstatic. I always thought... Uh either Indianapolis or Carolina would be the two teams that had the best chance at moving up and getting their guy. And then uh, after hearing um, what Panthers uh, general manager Scott Fitterer had to say at his press conference at the Indianapolis Combine, he, uh, he, he basically said that he will have no issue moving up to number one if that's what was needed. And I know Chris Ballard of the Colts uh, in the past has said some pretty similar things as well um I, I mean from a bears standpoint uh i'm ecstatic with what they got back uh you know this is the bills going out and getting a stefan diggs for their young quarterback and josh allen you know it, i i really do think it's one of those moves 
And, uh, you know, it, it just goes to show that, uh, you know, the, the Bears are in on Justin Fields. They, they're, they're very confident in him uh, moving forward. And, uh, you know, Ryan Poles had been on record saying that, you know, he could get two first-round draft picks with that number one pick. And uh, the rumor is that, yeah, the Panthers were willing to throw in a 2025 uh, first-round draft pick, but apparently Ryan Poles was set on uh, DJ Moore and uh, wouldn't take no for an answer for, uh, you know, getting his QB1 a legit number one wide receiver. So uh, I'm ecstatic, and obviously on a (coughs) – Excuse me. For the Panthers' point of view, um, if they get their guy at quarterback and they find their leader for the next ten years, you know, looking back, it'll look as if both teams won. You know, you said that polls was on the record saying he could have got two first round picks for this. I think what's interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but Peter King did his Monday morning quarterback blog newsletter, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Now he said. That he talked to Ryan Poles, and Ryan Poles talked about the importance of getting those uh, future first-round picks. And he said, out of Ryan Poles' mouth came these words. The reason I wanted those future first-round picks is so that I have the ability, if I want to, to go after a different quarterback. Did you did you, did you hear that or read that? I I I. I, I if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the first time I, I heard that quote. But I didn't initially read the Monday Morning Quarterback article that Peter King had. Uh, what was it last week? That I'm sure this nugget was in. Um, you know, I, I, I just kind of, I probably should have checked out the article, but I kind of just went off of what other podcasts were saying and what the radio was saying. The the kind of key parts in the article, and obviously, if that was in it, they they certainly left out a a major part, but. I respect it. You know, you, you can't base what you've seen out of uh, Justin Fields last year with the, the talent that he was surrounded with. You know, you got to give him a true opportunity. And I think they're starting to really do that now with, I'm sure, some of the uh, additions that they added today that we'll talk about. And then obviously the big one, though, uh, being DJ Moore coming over. And I'm sure more will, <clears throat> uh, more additions will uh, happen in the uh, upcoming days and then obviously the draft itself. But I think they're doing it the right way. Um you know, because after year three, you kind of have to decide what you want to do with uh, Justin Fields. Are you going to pick up the fifth-year option or not? Um, you know, these are going to be decisions that are going to have to be made really soon. And you want to do that um, by giving a guy a fair fair opportunity with legit playmakers uh, on the offensive side of the ball to work with. Um, and then, obviously, after this season, if you don't think he's going to be that guy moving forward, now you're in a position with two first-round draft picks. Um to possibly move up and get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. Yeah, and I think that Ryan Poles realizes that while Justin Fields is pretty good, Justin Fields is not Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, for that matter, or Joe Burrow, right? He can compete with those guys, but he's not those guys yet. So leaving himself some flexibility in order to go out and get a Drake May or Caleb Williams from the draft next year is. I'm going to say this right now. Stay away from UNC quarterbacks. No thanks. <laughs> I think that's your Mitch Trubisky PTSD <laughs> speaking. Because I can say the same thing about USC quarterbacks and Caleb Williams. But my boy Sam Darnold, 
We'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, so um, Josh Norris, at Josh Norris, eight hours ago, said, per Peter King, Ryan Poles told him the goal in the trade out of number one was to acquire a future draft capital in case they wanted to chase another quarterback not named Justin Fields. Um, acquiring future picks is obvious, but the reasoning for a quarterback stood out to Josh okay. Norris. Um, and like we said, that is what any smart GM would do. Mm-hmm. He also it's what came, Philadelphia did last year with Jalen Hurts, and now look at it, you know? Now look at it. He's about to make $54 million a year or something crazy like right. that. Um. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll jump into some free agency news. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. So, Christian, before we talk a little bit about some of the Chicago Bears free agency signings they had today on the first day of free agency, tell me a little bit about your feelings on Aaron Rodgers leaving the division. How do you feel about that? Uh, You know, part of me, obviously, the I'd say let's, go 60% of me is, you know, jumping up and down. Hell yeah. Get out of here. Good riddance. You know, yeah, you own the bears, but all right, that time is over with. You've only won one Super Bowl in the 15 years that you're here. Hey, one more than the bears had in the past 15 years. So what, what more can I really say? <laughs> um, but there is like a 40% of, uh, part of me that would also like to see him stick around and maybe struggle his last couple of years. You know, maybe this is the downfall of Aaron Rodgers and his playing career. Um, You can certainly see from afar that it doesn't really seem like he's totally uh, bought in. I mean, it seems like he's got a lot of distractions going on nowadays. Um, And, and, you know, it it would be nice to see him, you know, uh, twice a year and maybe get the better part of him in these last few meetings. Um, So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. With the weapons that the New York Jets have, they have Garrett Wilson, they got Elijah Moore, Brees Hall, uh, Tyler Conklin, and some mystery free agents. Because I don't know if you saw, but my boy Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk put out a little article today that said that he's kind of confirming what Trey Wingo said without confirming what Trey Wingo said. And Wingo said that the deal is done. Now, Mm -hmm. He said, it's not officially done, but all signs are indicating that direction. And he said, and the reason this is coming on my radar is because what I'm hearing is Aaron Rodgers is recruiting free agents to come play for the Jets. So that could be Randall Cobb. It probably is Randall Cobb because he's his godfather, his kid's godfather or whatever. Or, you know, me, I'm shooting for the stars here. Like, is it Alan Lazard? Is it Odell Beckham Jr., who's apparently been talking to teams in the free agency period here? Like, what what are your expectations for the Jets if they sign Aaron Rodgers? Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, you got to think they're certainly going to be in. I mean, they were in uh, competition to win the division last year, so you bring in a guy like that and. I mean, again, I say, you know, he struggled last year, and it looks like maybe he's uh, going to start really showing his true age, and it's going to be the downfall. But, I mean, he, again, there's a reason why the Jets are going after him, because even though he struggled a bit last year in Green Bay, you know, he struggled in, in Aaron Rodgers' standards. You know, it, it wasn't something that we're used to seeing him 
you know, he threw more interceptions last year than he did the prior two years combined, which really isn't saying anything because I think that's only like what? I think he only threw like uh, seven or eight interceptions last yeah. year or something like that. It doesn't turn the ball over. So it, it was odd to see him do it as much as he did last year, which, again, you know, looking at it from a further standpoint, wasn't very much at all. Um, so, again, we're, we're looking at this through Aaron Rodgers' goggles. Um, I mean, he, he certainly puts them I, – I don't know if I could say Super Bowl contenders. Um, you can. You can say I, it. I don't, okay. I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. But, again, while there is a lot of talent there, there's a lot of young talent there. You know, I mean, he's going to have to uh, – I think he is going to have to take on more of a leadership role and responsibility with a lot of those young guys um, because, and maybe tell them, Hey, let's kind of cool down, you know, uh, cool the jets a little bit, no pun intended, <laughs> but uh, you know, let, let, you know, I see some of the younger young uh, jets players on social media kind of uh, taking victory laps already and uh, making it seem like we get a rod, then it's a guarantee super bowl. Uh, burning cheese heads and all. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly think uh, it would definitely be between them and Miami still to win the division. Uh, it would be a close call, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if I could really go that much further, though. I mean, a lot, a lot. Obviously, a lot can happen there. A lot does always happen in the playoffs. And uh, for the Jets, I mean, got got to reach the playoffs first, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah uh, what, what about you? I mean, I, I know you're, you know, you're on Aaron Rodgers watch. You have been now for the last couple of weeks. Um, wh- where are you at if, let's say, 10 p.m. tonight, it's official. Aaron Rodgers decides he's going to be joining the Jets. Uh, I don't know. They give up a second, third round pick to get him. Uh, where, where are you at if, if that deal goes down tonight on, where this brings the team at in terms of expectations for next season. So, yeah, um, I definitely think it's Super Bowl. <laughs> and, and those are lofty expectations. Like you said, this is a very young roster. I think the difference in situations from last year to this year with Aaron Rodgers is last year those guys were rookies. Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. True. Those guys were rookies. So now he's going into a situation where – the Jets might add a veteran free agency. And, and, and the Jets might add a veteran in free agency. They will have Garrett Wilson. They will have Elijah Moore. And those guys have been in the NFL already. They have experience. They know or should know what it takes to be a pro when it comes to that second year. Uh, last year, expectations were playoffs because there was a bunch of teams in the playoffs. I'm looking and like, the Jets beat these teams. Now, if you have Aaron Rodgers and he can make layups, if Aaron Rodgers gave the Jets half of what he gave the Packers last year, they make a playoff run. They don't win it. But if he gives them what he gave the Packers last year, I think we can start talking about Super Bowl here. And that's hard because it's it's hard to win in the NFL. Everybody has to stay healthy. you got to have a certain degree of luck. However. And it's harder to win in New York. And it's harder to win in New York. Right? <laughs> Expectations are high. So, those are my expectations. I'll get into a little bit more on a different podcast. But before we go, Christian, I want to hear your thoughts on some of the Bears free agency additions. 
uh, real quick, real quick, I just need to get your thoughts on one more thing on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. And just is it is it annoying you at all that he's kind of stringing this along? He, he was he was quoted a month or two ago that he wasn't gonna hold anyone hostage, that he was gonna make his decision pretty quickly. Well, here we are now, day one of uh, tampering being allowed in the NFL for free agents. Um, you know, obviously bringing in Aaron Rodgers, it's going to do something to your cap space and it might make you, uh, not reach out to uh, a certain free agent or two, uh, where, where conversations could have been had by now. Um, is it annoying at all that, that point of view, knowing that it's not a guarantee, although it certainly looks like chances are that he will be a jet, but again, at this point, it's not a guarantee. Absolutely not. And I tweeted this out earlier. I said, good things come to those who wait. Because everybody else on Twitter, all these other Jets fans are like, this is so annoying. This is so annoying. They should have signed Derek Carr. They should have signed Jimmy G. Like, and it was that it, it, it was that thing. You could tell these people. Um, they definitely, when they don't get their way right away, they try to guilt trip you. Like, man, we should have just signed Jimmy G, I don't care. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care that you have that opinion. All right, slow down. He's not going anywhere. Because honestly, Derek Carr, we would have got a first-round playoff exit with Derek Carr. That's that, that's my expectations would have been. Jimmy G, my expectations would have been he got hurt midway through the year and Zach Wilson came in and looked like a fool. All right, Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. If he comes in and wins, all these people whining on Twitter are going to look silly. And I'm here for it. And, it, and I'm here for it. And here's the thing. They're like, well, what if he retires? What if we did all this and he retires and we missed out on quarterback? You didn't miss out on the quarterback. Lamar Jackson is still out there. Right, all right. Right. Joe Douglas has connections to the Ravens front office. He'll be straight with them. They'll be straight with him. So you don't have to worry about doing a poison pill in the deal if you make an offer for Lamar Jackson. All right. And he can't even sign until Wednesday. He can't talk to anybody till Wednesday. That being the case, that's plan 1B. If Rodgers comes out tonight and says, I'm retired, cool. Thank you. Lamar Jackson, how much money you want guaranteed? I'll sign the check now. I'm not annoyed by it. I'm annoyed by the people who are annoyed by it. <laughs> I, think that's the right, I think that's the right way to view it. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on a little rant there, man. I was holding that in for a while. I didn't have anybody to tell it to. <laughs> but all right, real quick here before we end the podcast here, what do you think about the Chicago Bears? Um, they signed a couple of linebackers. TJ Edwards, I believe his name is, the free mm-hmm. agent from Philly. And then they signed yep. Jermaine Edmonds to a pretty rich contract. Um I saw here from a tweet that they were in on Bobby O. Okereke. Yeah, Okereke. But obviously that didn't work out. And so they went TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, and Bobby O went somewhere else. And then the Bears also signed, I believe, a right guard, Nate Davis. Yes. So how do you feel about those moves so far? And they tried to get uh, Mike McGlinchey, like DJ Moore addition. So, like, things are coming together. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're active. They're definitely active. You could tell that they, uh, uh, you know, heading into free agency this year, they had the most cap space even after the acquisition of uh, DJ Moore. Uh, they still were the number one team in the NFL in terms of uh, available cap space, and you kind of tell by how the day has planned out, uh, played out so far 
um, you know, spending the money. It seems like they're spending the money pretty wisely. I mean, I'm glad they missed out on Mike McGlinchey, who uh, I think his deal was worth like $88 million, uh, $50 million guaranteed. So didn't want to spend the money on a, a right tackle of his stature, certainly, um, who I think maybe, I mean, he, he has certainly the size that you're looking for at the right tackle, but uh, he, he gets beat a little too much. Uh, doesn't play at the highest of levels that I'd like for one of my starting tackles to play at, so I'm A-OK with them striking out on him. Um, don't know too much about Nate Davis, but I've seen some on social media of other fan bases, specifically the Arizona Cardinals. They were a little bummed out that they didn't get Nate Davis. Uh, I guess he's, from what I've seen so far, um, what they say is a nasty run blocker. So uh, last year, one of the top rushing teams in the NFL. Um, adding a, another uh, solid run blocker to this offensive line, certainly a plus. Going to have to look more into him, though. Um, TJ Edwards, like this, uh, really, uh, you know, somewhat of a cheap three-year, $19 million deal uh, at the linebacker position. Local guy, grew up in Illinois, northern suburbs, went to Wisconsin. Uh, un- former undrafted free agent who uh, played big snaps the last two years for the Philadelphia Eagles. Getting a nice payday. Um, And when I seen this, it was like, okay, so this is what Ryan Poles kind of had in mind. Not that he threw this type of an offer out to Roquan Smith. Obviously, that would have just been a slap in the face. I think the the reported uh, offer that the Bears had for Roquan was $95 million. Obviously, he ended up getting uh, five years, $100 million uh, by Baltimore. Um, And then, obviously, the big signing for the Bears this year uh, so far, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, same draft class as Roquan Smith, four years, $72 million, uh, you know, 6'4", 250, or, yeah, 6'4", 240, 250. Uh, right away, kind of, you just think of the uh, Brian Urlacher stature, and uh, then you, you just do the math, and you, you're able to sign uh, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. Uh, you know, those two contracts combined, still less than, uh, Roquan Smith, and you're getting some quality players, and uh, Edmonds a hell of an athlete as well. Really interested to seeing how uh, he looks in a uh, in a Bears uniform. Going to be uh, only 25 years old heading into the season, so that's plus. Um, and then just what we've seen Matt Eberflus do in the past, specifically when he was the uh, coordinator in Indianapolis uh, with, with the linebacker position and how he was able to get the most out of those guys now, um, you know, bringing in some quality players to go with a uh, young undrafted rookie from last year, Jack Sanborn, who certainly turned some heads. Uh, so far, so good. I, I, I like what the Bears have done and uh, the talent that they've brought over so far, uh, day one of the tampering period. They've definitely done a lot, and there's still a lot more to do, but they have the assets, both draft capital, and dollars to get it done and get some actual weapons around Justin Fields because we don't know where Jordan Love is. Um, I'm still a believer that Jared Goff is a fraud <laughs> until he does it twice. And same, same. Who, who knows what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins? Like, he might get traded or cut because the Vikings seem to be rebuilding. So, this could be yeah, a I mean, year for the Bears to contend in NFC North. And Ryan Poles is making sure they're going to be in position to do it. I mean, it's I, I, they're certainly building the team the right way. You know, I, I know last year was a big 
disappointment for a lot of Bears fans, uh, having to get rid of Khalil Mack and, uh, you know, during the season, moving on from Robert Quinn, which was obviously the right move, an aging veteran, and he didn't do really anything in uh, Philadelphia or in the first six games as he was a Bear this season. Um, and then moving Roquan Smith, I mean, th- these were moves that it was hard to see. It was hard to see the team get ripped down. Um, then you have a little bit of luck go your way. You get the number one pick. Now you trade out of it to the number nine spot. You get a legit number one wide receiver and DJ Moore. Uh, and then obviously these pieces that they're adding right now in free agency, and then we'll see what they do in the draft. I mean, uh, pretty, pretty optimistic time in Chicago. I mean, this is, uh, certainly in my opinion, since I've been following the team, it's the most important, the most, uh, I would just leave it at that. The most important offseason in Bears history. I don't think they've ever had this much uh, at their fingertips in terms of both cap space availability and then draft capital. Um, so, again, uh, you know, Wednesday starts uh, really like the first uh, wave of it all. And then, of, of course, uh, late April, you got the NFL draft. Just, uh, just some exciting times to see, uh, you know, the wheels start turning here for the Chicago Bears. Exciting times in New York, exciting times in Chicago, everybody excited here. But with that, we're going to exit this episode of the Not Your Average Tea Time Podcast. I hope to see you guys soon. Thanks, Christian. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it.